to worship you this morning. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for giving us the opportunity to be in your presence this morning. We say may your name be highly exalted in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that as your word goes forth today, we will be blessed in your presence in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! David's home! David's home! Woo! I want to appreciate our Papa for this great honor of being able to preach the word of God this morning. Thank you so much, Pastor K. Please help me celebrate him. Come on, come on. Celebrate him, celebrate him. Woo! Hallelujah. So our theme for this Sunday is preserved. Now, when we say the word preserved, there are many definitions that exist to this word. Some say vaguely to keep something. Some say to keep something for its value. But there's a definition that strikes me the most. It says to keep something in its original condition in good state. Now, when we say we are preserved, there are two aspects to being preserved. One is to be preserved from spoilage, from contamination, from theft, from abuse, from destruction, and to be preserved for value. So as children of God, we can say we are preserved from harm, from danger, and we are preserved for greatness. Um, 1 Chronicles 18 verse 13. Um, DJ, please can you put that up? Um, church, please read with me. One, two, go. And he put garrisons in Edom, and all the Edomites became David's servants. Thus the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. You see, this scripture describes David as a man that was preserved by God. Now, it's amazing to know that this phrase, thus the Lord preserved, is mentioned four times. It's in 2 Samuel 8 verse 6. It's mentioned in 2 Samuel 8 verse 14. 1 Chronicles 18 verse 6. And then right here, 1 Chronicles 18 verse 13. God was just being emphatic on the reason for David's success. You see... David defeated kings because he was preserved. David never lost a battle because he was preserved. David had great relationships because he was preserved. David had a continuous fellowship with God because he was preserved. Hallelujah! Now, another thing is when you're preserved by God, the very hands that are hurting others are the same hands that will keep you to the glory of God. Let's look at Moses and the Pharaoh's daughter, for example. It was from the Pharaoh's palace that the command came to kill all the Israeli babies in the land, right? But it was still that same Pharaoh that protected Moses when his daughter adopted him. Hallelujah! So that is to tell us that in this economy, in this country where people are suffering, 
you will thrive and prosper because you are preserved. Hallelujah! So that means that there's no need to go to Canada. <laughs> So you see, the question that comes to mind is this. Are you preserved? Please turn to your neighbor and ask, are you preserved? I know David was preserved. I know Moses was preserved. I know Jesus was preserved. But are you preserved? Well, I have great news for you. Anyone that is born again is preserved from harm, spoilage, and preserved for greatness. Hallelujah. Let's look at Psalms 91, verse 1. Um, DJ, please can you help us with that? <laughs> and it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You see, because you dwell in the secret place of God by being born again, you abide under God's protection and care. Nothing can touch you. Nothing can harm you. First Peter 2 verse 9 says, We are a chosen generation, God's special people. Hallelujah! Now, let me give you a hint as to why we are preserved. We know that we only preserve what we value, right? And the extent of preservation depends on the level of value that we place on that object. For example, if you pay 300,000 naira for a phone, you would obviously preserve it more than a phone that you paid 2,000 naira for. Am I correct? Let me show you how valuable you are. Zechariah 2 verse 8. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! For thus saith the Lord of hosts, after the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, for he that toucheth you, toucheth the apple of his eye. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. You see, you will all agree with me that your reflex action towards anything trying to touch your eye is to blink, is to protect your eye, right? Well, if that is your reflex action, and God says you are the apple of his eye, then God's reflex action is to protect and preserve you anytime anything wants to harm you. Hallelujah. Now, secondly, you are valuable to God because of the price he paid to have you. God paid the most expensive cost imaginable just so that he could make you his own, just so that you could be seated here today. Romans 8 verse 32 says, He that withheld not his own son from us, shall he not also with him give us freely of all things? God killed his only son, Jesus, just so that he could call you his own. Just so that he could call you preserved. Just so that he could give you the good things of life. Hallelujah! Now, thirdly, please repeat after me. I am a child of God. And he loves me with an everlasting love. I don't believe this statement. I am a child of God. And he loves me with an everlasting love. So you see, what does all this tell me? It tells me that 
I am preserved from harm and preserved for greatness. It tells me that you are preserved from harm and preserved for greatness. So the devil can try. See, he will bring the social media and all the pressures of life away. But let me tell you something. We will not balk. We will not faint. We will not give in. We will not falter because we are preserved. Hallelujah! Now, our lives will be testimonies of his faithfulness and grace. And you see, these testimonies will birth other testimonies because one of the privileges, the benefits of being preserved is that we all carry the ability, the potential to reproduce, never mind the trying times that we go through. We are like a seed that is planted in the soil. We're in the cold, dark soil, all alone and all that. But you see, under the right time and God-ordained conditions, we will blossom and prosper and bring forth fruits and flowers and testimonies just like ourselves. That is who we are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! In Matthew 5 verse 13, Jesus called us the salt of the earth. Now, we all know that salt is a preservative, right? Okay. We use salt to preserve our food. What does this tell me? It means we are preserved to preserve. In every sphere of life, in our workplaces, in our industries, in our companies, in our schools, in our homes, we are God's agents of preservation to that very place. So if you agree with me that you are preserved, then you should also agree with me that everything around you should be preserved. Hallelujah! In conclusion, the true preservation of our Lord is not only personal, it's for our generations and for the ones that come after us. Moses was preserved so that the Israelites could enter the promised land. David was preserved so that the Israelites could conquer and take full possession of the promised land. Jesus was preserved so we can be reconciled to God. Pastor K was preserved so we can learn how to live a victorious life. So you see, God preserves us for our generations and for the ones coming after us. His preservation is eternal. If you believe you're preserved, let me hear you shout hallelujah! Woo! Have you been blessed this morning?